You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. And welcome to Built on the Rock, a radio show dedicated to helping couples, engaged, dating, and married couples to build their relationships on the rock that is Jesus Christ. I am Father Brito Berkmans here in the studio. I'm here with my co-host, Sandy Labouvi on the phone. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Father Brito. Good morning, listeners. How are you doing today, Father Brito? Yeah, the usual, you know, we're just trying to cope with things as they come to us, right? I mean, everybody is doing that. There's, I think people are getting pandemic fatigue. Yes, yes, I think we've been there for a little while. And and the, the real dismal thing is the, the end just doesn't seem to be in sight, does it? Yes, because the cases <laughs> seem to be going up. And yeah. uh, winter is coming, fall is here. And they are scaring us with the second wave and all that stuff, you know. Right, right. Flu season on top of that. Yes. Yes, yes. I got mentioned... my flu shot. I got my flu oh. shot. The Cardinal has been encouraging everybody to get their flu shots so Good that, you. you know, we can prepare ourselves so that, you know, it doesn't get worse. Right, right. But, we can do what we can, right? Good yes, for you. Yes, yes, yes. But when you see, I mean, what I like, I like the fall season because, you know, growing up in India where there was only hot and hotter and hottest, to yeah. see this season where, you know, life kind of slowly fading away, trees are changing colors, there is a nip in the air. It's just mm. beautiful. It is beautiful, you know. It kind it of is. very calming, I believe. Um, yes, and the change of seasons always, for me, it really mimics our walk with the Lord, right? Exactly. And, and this time of fall helps me to focus on that, that, that part of my walk where I really need to continuously be reminded to die to myself. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, we are already in the middle of October, and uh, everybody talks about, oh, this is the scary time. We're thinking of Halloween. No, 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 no. This year, we don't have to think about Halloween. But I think the church wants to take us in a different direction. Yes. The U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops for many years have dedicated the month of October as Respect Life Month. Yes, and yes. I, and I, as we dedicated in our show to helping couples, especially marriages, to build their marriage on the rock that is Jesus, I think... The topic of respecting life, I think, is very relevant. So we should dedicate the show to that topic. What do you think? I think it's perfect. It's very timely. And, yes, we invite all Catholics to reflect on their duty to nurture this culture of life. And we have a lot of good stuff we can talk about. So, yes, let's move forward with that. Yes, I know, I, I know, I know. And I think, first of all, I, I, I want to remind our listeners you know, mm -hmm. the fundamental teachings of the church. Yes. Which, I, of course, I, I, I hope I am still preaching to the choir. Uh, people <laughs> should know this. You know, we really believe, and I firmly believe, 
that every life that comes into this world is the result of a deliberate decision on the part of God. Yes. I remember yes. when we studied theology, we were told, it's called uh, theological anthropology, they, we believe that at the moment of conception, God infuses the immortal soul and that becomes a person. So for us, there is absolutely no question when life begins. We, begin, we believe that life begins at conception. Yeah. And no matter how the child comes out, whether it has some challenges, handicaps, disabilities, it is still a human person. Yes. And, and we go back to the words of Scripture. In the book of mm -hmm. Jeremiah, God says, Before you were born, I knew you. In your mother's womb, I consecrated you. Mm -hmm. For me, mm -hmm. those words are addressed not just to the prophet, to every one of us. In every another, one of them. In, in another part of that same scripture, same text, God will say, uh, the prophet will say, we are wonderfully, marvelously made. We are the handiwork of God. Mm -hmm. And so God mm -hmm. alone is the giver of life. Yes. So only, yes. <laughs> only he can take it away. So I think that is the f basis of the church's teaching on life. Yes, and we can even go back to, to Genesis where we learn that God created man in his own image. Man and woman, image. yes, both. And male and female, he created them. And so God creates us in his image and likeness, which means we're made to be in a, -loving, in a loving relationship with God. And the essence of, of our identity in a our worth and the source of our dignity is that we are loved by God. I like um, what St. Pope John Paul II had said in one of his homilies from World Youth Day years and years ago. He said, we are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his Son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, human life is sacred because God created it. As you said, I mean, in the psalm we hear about um, how God created us and knit us together in our mother's womb. Every child conceived is God's workmanship. So like you said, every life, therefore, from its beginning to its end, belongs to God. Yes, and that is exactly the teaching of the Catechism of the Church. Yes. In article number 2270, this is what the church says. Human life must be respected and protected absolutely from the moment of conception. From the first mm. moment of his existence, a human being must be recognized having, as having the rights of a person, among which is the inviolable right of every innocent being to life. So because this is the first right, you know, when, when this right is taken away, no other human right exists. Yes. Once that human life doesn't have the right to live, then what, what is the point of talking about anything else at all? Right, right. And, and that is the point. But, but I think what we have to talk about is that <clears throat> I think very often when we talk about life, a lot of people talk about abortion, and rightly so, as I said. If you take away life, then there is nothing else to talk about. But at the same time, this whole idea of respect for life covers a much bigger ground. Yes. You know, in fact, for me, you know, in my moral life, I think 
the fundamental criterion for my moral action is whether my action enhances authentic life or it diminishes a life. And that is why for me the worst sin I believe you could commit is to take the life of a person. Mm-hmm. You see, that is murder. And uh, so, but, but you know, but the, the whole idea of life covers a lot of ground. And this is what Pope John Paul II called the culture of life. Right. So we need to talk about that. I think it's time for our first break. So we'll be back. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org. Welcome back to Built on the Rock. I'm Father Brido with my co-host Sandy Labouvi. We are talking about respect life because I think as couples, as families, we nurture the, the culture of life in our homes, in our families, among our children. And so I think this is a very relevant topic for us and that is what we are doing for this show. And just before the break, we were talking about how the approach to life is not just about abortion. It covers a lot of things. And that's why Pope John Paul II called it the culture of life. 
a, a respect for all life from natural conception to natural death. So it covers things like euthanasia, assisted suicide, capital punishment, taking care of the poor and the elderly, protecting the physically and mentally handicapped, doing away with war and violence, so many other things. So, Sandy, so this is what I'm talking about. But, you know, we take for granted that Catholics fall right in line with the church teaching, which I don't think necessarily true. Right, right. I think many of many of the good-intentioned, well-intentioned Catholics get seduced by our secular culture, and they're not totally aligned with the Church teaching. They get swayed by the opinions of, of our peers, right? I know. I know. It is, it is very sad. And, you know, that is why I've often said that, and I know some people may not agree with me, I often have said we have spent over the last, what, 50, 60, 70 years since Roe v. Wade, we have dedicated our efforts to trying to change the laws, which mm -hmm. I'm not saying is not important. It is important. But even if we outlawed abortion, will we stop abortion? Or will we stop crimes against life? I right. doubt that. I mean, right. murder is, is outlawed. It is criminalized but still murder goes on, right? So what, right. We, what I really believe is we need to teach our people. We need to educate hearts. So the battle for life will be won, not in the halls of Congress, not in the chamber of the Supreme Court, but in the hearts of people. Amen. And I think that is where the work of our families, our couples come into play. Yes, yes. And with that, I think we have a couple of guests that have joined us for our show today Yes, who are very involved in the Respect Life Ministry at St. Paul of the Cross. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's let's bring them on. It's wonderful to have Mary Jo DeRay and Cecilia Klein on the phone with us today to talk more about this issue. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. It's good to have both of you. Thank you. Yes. So, so let me just ask, like watching the news and, and reading the headlines, you know, we can feel helpless seeing the heartbreaking lack of respect for human life out there. So how do we respond when our efforts seem small in the face of what, what we could call a culture of death as opposed to a culture of life? Do you, uh, Mary Joan Cecilia, do you have some practical suggestions um, for our listeners regarding things that they can do, maybe maybe in their parish, in their community, um, in their family life, to take respect for life beyond just some honorable theory? Sure. Thank you for that question. Um, so let me start with the family first, because as we know, family is the basic building block of our society. And as parents, we are our children's primary educators. So it's crucial that we take on the responsibility of teaching them about the dignity and the intrinsic value of all life. There has to be a frequent, ongoing dialogue, and these conversations have to start at a very early age because by the time they reach high school, earlier in most cases, they have been bombarded by messages that completely contradict Catholic morals and ethics. We need to make sure that our children are formed by their faith and not by their culture. And this can mm. prove to be very difficult because while some pro-life positions are accepted and championed by our current culture, for example, mm -hmm. the position that racism is wrong, that caring for the poor is important, 
other tenets of the pro-life message run contrary to popular culture. For example, our society tells us that abortion is, is acceptable, as is euthanasia and pornography. So on issues where our faith, our faith beliefs diverge from popular culture, we have to be especially vigilant about making sure we not only teach our children what is right, but also why it's right. We can't just tell them that um, abortion is wrong. We have to tell them why. Otherwise, the first time they encounter a vocally uh, pro-choice teacher or classmate, yep. they won't be able to defend their position, and they'll succumb to the argument. So I think education is the primary thing, but also um, make sure that you incorporate service into your family life and mm. take your children with you when you perform service. Encourage them to have their own um, service projects, and obviously um, all-encompassing prayer include life issues in your family prayer life. Cecilia, you really make a very good point. You know, I think here is where the young people, they are so eager to serve the poor, to fight injustice, but then they are seduced by our pop culture, secular culture, with regard to abortion or other things like euthanasia and all that. I think it is, I think we can use their own value to teach them. For example, they have great respect for others. I think part of the tolerance that, that uh, the younger generation exhibits towards every cohort of society can be used to tell them, look, you have a respect for all this. And the basic respect is for the human person. And so whatever the human person is, whoever he or she is, we must protect that. Maybe that, is, that, will, that will help to counter the argument of, of the secular culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I really like the point you raised about starting at a young age, because it can be tempting. I have two teenage boys myself, and it can be tempting as, as a parent to think some things are just too big for them, you know, when they're young, or some topics are, are just not able to be discussed yet, because it, it is a huge topic. I mean, look how much as adults in society we struggle with this. But to start young and start at their level with small messages, even your example of including respect life um, themes in your prayer, is just those are things we can do. And it doesn't have to be a large discussion about abortion or, or something that is too difficult for them. But to start these planting these little seeds when they're very young and carry them through is, is wonderful. Because like you said, if you wait um, just a little too long, you know, we as parents lose that influence over our children to society, to schools, to teachers, to their friends. Um, we just do begin to lose that influence. So to begin young and early with them is such excellent advice. Absolutely. So Mary Jo, any, any ideas from you? Yes. Um, and Cecilia, everything you mentioned was just beautifully stated and I think uh, represents exactly the type of ministry that we're doing. I think that when we look at what we do at the parish level, I find it very interesting that if we take all the different tenets and pillars of what we do at the parish level, they can be brought down to the family level very easily. There's a beautiful mm -hmm. flow for that. And I think some of those tenets, one of which Cecilia mentioned, prayer being the foundation, um, for us, the, the one of the biggest things was that if we talk about being pro-life, we turn to Mary, mm -hmm. that she is the true leader of the pro-life movement as this young pregnant woman in Nazareth who said yes to God, 
she changed the course of history. Yes. And she is the, the ultimate role model for what it means to be pro-life, to acknowledge the sanctity of that presence, of that life presence in the womb, and in God in all forms of life. So I think that's such a key foundation, whether we do that individually, within our families, at our parish, that we turn again and again to Mary. Um, and, of course, what a beautiful form of prayer we're given in the rosary. Uh, yes. And meditating on the on the mysteries. So I think that is one. Um, another one that... Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, Mary Jo, we need to take a break. Oh, yes. We'll come back and continue that thought. Thank you. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, and or financial exploitation. We work with local city and state agencies in a cooperative way to ensure that every concern brought to our attention is handled and that our seniors are safe and protected. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 866-800-1409. That's 866-800-1409. According to a report published by the Illinois Department on Aging, there are over 21 cases of elder abuse reported in Illinois last year. In these unprecedented times, we need to look out for each other, including all the seniors in our lives. Thank you. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Welcome back to Built on the Rock. We were talking with uh, Mary Jo DeRay and uh, Cecilia Klein with regard to how we can nurture the culture of life in our families, in our marriages. And uh, Mary Jo, please continue what you were trying to tell us. Oh, yes. I was making that connection between what we do at the parish level and how that can flow so beautifully into what we do at the family level. And I think going back to the beginning um, is the mission statement, whether it's in our family or at the parish, what is it that we believe about being pro-life. And when Cecilia and I first started this ministry, one of the things we wanted to do was to dispel kind of the negative stereotype that existed of what it meant to be pro-life. And we really wanted to build a ministry that was prayerful, joyful, loving, and active and informed. And I think if we do that at the family level, that's so important that we make being pro-life filled with joy and love. Um, one of the things we also tried to do was to, you alluded to this, Father, in about not being you know, focused on single issue, that we really wanted to cast the net wide and deep and 
so that we could bring other people into this ministry that might not have identified as being pro-life and helping them to really embrace the pro-life message. One of the ways we did this at the parish, we can also do this with our families, was with our Faith in Film initiative, where we showed films at the parish that really tried to highlight the dignity of the human person and explore faith issues, and then we had discussions about them. And I think this is a really wonderful way that families can have a venue for conversation and discussion. Yes, that's, that's a very valid point. Um, Father Brito, I, if yes, I may interject, please. because I am afraid that we are going to run out of time, and I, do, I think Mary Jo and I do want to make one um, very important point, um, and it's especially crucial as we near the election, and that is, um, as a society, we have forgotten that respecting life includes respecting the life of those with whom we disagree. And we think we should challenge ourselves during Respect Life Month to stop vilifying the other. Mm-hmm. And let's try to keep our discourse civil, whether it is in person mm-hmm. or on social media, because we have to remember that Jesus tells us to love our neighbor. Yes, and love our enemies also. <laughs> yes, yes. Because sometimes we think they are the enemies. No, we are all fellow citizens. You know, we believe in the same things, and uh, you are absolutely right. I think this is a very important point to keep in mind. And uh, respect everyone, you know, and respect their beliefs and respect their decisions. Um, so so I think we have a couple of minutes, and I, I just want to make one point. I think the reason why our society doesn't seem to embrace the culture of life is because I think they have a very utilitarian perspective on human beings. You know, if you are useful, then you have a right to live. (laughs) Or if you did something, then you don't have a right to live or whatever. Um, Because if you inconvenience me, then I don't want you to be around or whatever. In other words, I think our society tries to play God. You know, play God and say, you know, we usurp the right from God to say who deserves to live and who deserves to die. And I don't think we have that right. You know, only God can decide that. He alone is the giver of life. He alone can take away life. And also we have... Yes, Sandy. Father Birdo, what you're saying, and Cecilia's comment too, took me right to this whole concept of mercy And in Luke, how we are told to be merciful just as our Father is also merciful. So as receivers of that mercy, we must also be givers of it. And we need to ask the Lord to change our hearts and our thinking and ask Him to enable us to show mercy to those who are going through difficult times or, as Cecilia points out, things who people who who approach life differently than we do. Mercy is is really important. And, And I think that, you know, part of that is also to have compassion for women who make that difficult decision because we do not know, only God knows the heart. And that is why the church is also taught that there is reconciliation. There is a project in the church called Project Rachel to help Mm -hmm. women who have had that unfortunate decision of abortion. There is hope, there is forgiveness, there is reconciliation. Mm -hmm. So ultimately we have to return to the Lord. And I think, as um, both Mary Jo and also Cecilia said, you know, we have to turn to prayer. This is a battle that is bigger than us. 
and God knows, you know, what is really necessary for our society and for our world. So I think we are almost to the end of our show. So I'm going to leave it to Sandy now to say a beautiful prayer for life. And with that, we'll conclude this show today. Yes, and before that, I just want to thank Mary Jo and Cecilia again. Yes, for thank you, Mary Jo and Cecilia. Yeah, wonderful having you during this Respect Life Month. It was a real treat to have you on our show. And thank you not just for joining our show, but thank you for all that you do for St. Paul of the Cross Parish and in your communities and, most importantly, in your families. Thank you so much. Um, so I'd like to actually turn to Mary now. Um, I loved what I believe it was Mary Jo said about Mary being the true leader of this pro-life movement. I mean, that's powerful. So let's turn to her and, and, and close with this prayer for life. Oh, Mary, bright dawn of the new world, mother of the living, to you do we entrust the cause of life. Look down, O oh mother, upon the vast numbers of babies not allowed to be born, of the poor whose lives are made difficult, of men and women who are victims of brutal violence, of the elderly and the sick killed by indifference or out of misguided mercy. Grant that all who believe in your Son may proclaim the gospel of life with honesty and love to the people of our time. Obtain for them the grace to accept that gospel as a gift ever new, the joy of celebrating it with gratitude throughout their lives, and the courage to bear witness to it resolutely in order to build, together with all people of goodwill, the civilization of truth and love to the praise and glory of God, the creator and lover of life. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mary Jo and Cecilia. Thank you. God bless you. Until God. the next time. God bless you as well. Next time.